Hi, this is Chris McGregor of Discerning Hearts, asking for your help during this Lenten and Easter season. Support from our listeners is vital and allows us to bring you and many others high-quality spiritual programs like the one you are listening to now. It also assists us in our outreach to areas around the globe, touching literally millions of souls via the World Wide Web. Our highly rated free Discerning Hearts app allows you to access over a thousand audio files as well as video content now available on our expanding YouTube channel. We've been able to offer online spiritual seminar retreats with Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John Essef, and Deacon James Keating. The heart of our mission is to help foster authentic spiritual formation for the seeking soul so they can fully encounter the living Christ and share in his mission of healing hearts and spreading the good news to the world. Please, won't you help us to continue this important work of evangelization by donating today to DiscerningHearts.com. Part 3, Chapter 10 of The Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. This is a Discerning Hearts recording read by Corey Webb. Chapter 10 we must attend to the business of life carefully, but without eagerness or over-anxiety. The care and diligence due to our ordinary business are very different from solicitude, anxiety, and restlessness. The angels care for our salvation and seek it diligently, but they are wholly free from anxiety and solicitude. For, whereas care and diligence naturally appertain to their love, anxiety would be wholly inconsistent with their happiness. For although care and diligence can go hand in hand with calmness and peace, those angelic properties could not unite with solicitude or anxiety, much less with over-eagerness. Therefore, my daughter, be careful and diligent in all your affairs. God, who commits them to you, wills you to give them your best attention. But strive not to be anxious and solicitous. That is to say, do not set about your work with restlessness and excitement, and do not give way to bustle and eagerness in what you do. Every form of excitement affects both judgment and reason, and hinders a right performance of the very thing which excites us. Our Lord, rebuking Martha, said, Thou art careful and troubled about many things. If she had been simply careful, she would not have been troubled, but giving way to disquiet and anxiety, she grew eager and troubled, and for that our Lord reproved her. The rivers which flow gently through our plains bear barges of rich merchandise, and the gracious rains which fall softly on the land fertilize it to bear the fruits of the earth. But when the rivers swell into torrents, they hinder commerce and devastate the country, and violent storms and tempests do the like. No work done with impetuosity and excitement was ever well done, and the old proverb, Make haste slowly, is a good one. Solomon says, There is one that labors and takes pains, and makes haste, and is so much the more behind. We are always soon enough when we do well. The bumblebee makes far more noise and is more bustling than the honeybee. But it makes not wax, nor honey. Just so, those who are restless and eager, or full of noisy solicitude, never do much or well. Flies harass us less by what they do than by reason of their multitude. And so great matters give us less disturbance than a multitude of small affairs. Accept the duties which come upon you quietly, and try to fulfill them methodically, one after another. If you attempt to do everything at once or with confusion, you will only cumber yourself with your own exertions, and by dint of perplexing your mind, you will probably be overwhelmed and accomplish nothing. In all your affairs, lean solely on God's providence, by means of which alone your plans can succeed. Meanwhile, on your part, work on in quiet cooperation with Him, and then rest satisfied that if you have trusted entirely to Him, you will always obtain such a measure of success 
as is most profitable for you, whether it seems so or not to your own individual judgment. Imitate a little child whom one sees holding tight with one hand to its father, while with the other it gathers strawberries or blackberries from the wayside hedge. Even so, while you gather and use this world's goods with one hand, always let the other be fast in your heavenly Father's hand, and look round from time to time to make sure that He is satisfied with what you are doing, at home or abroad. Beware of letting go, under the idea of making or receiving more. If He forsakes you, you will fall to the ground at the first step. When your ordinary work or business is not specially engrossing, let your heart be fixed more on God than on it. And if the work be such as to require your undivided attention, then pause from time to time and look to God, even as navigators who make for the haven they would attain, by looking up at the heavens rather than down upon the deeps on which they sail. So doing, God will work with you, in you, and for you, and your work will be blessed.